Hello, and if you're new here, my name is Bree. I am the host of this comfortable little podcast that I call Camperosity, recorded live from my usual spot. If there's one thing I certainly know about being human, it's that all humans are born with free will. But what does that mean? How much dominion does the government actually have over us? So, in light of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, I decided to create an episode about the true freedom of humanity, free will, or the freedom of choice. This is not a biased episode, by the way. Personally, I couldn't care less about what anyone decides to do with their bodies, including getting an abortion. But that isn't what this episode is about. The Supreme Court ruled that the right to an abortion is not a constitutional right for women and uterus holders. So, that begs the question, if the government has a say in our reproduction, then what else do they have a say in? I was often taught that free will is a gift from God to humanity. We have absolute and total control over our bodies and as such should have the ability to dictate what goes into and comes out of them. With this ruling, the Supreme Court will allow states to violate the most private and intimate time in a woman's life. When the Constitution was created, the times were very different. This doctrine that doesn't explicitly give women the right to abort also doesn't consider African Americans people. This is why it was suggested that the Constitution be updated every two decades. Hmm, the more you know. But I'm not here to dispute that either. I want to discuss the most basic right of humanity and determine if we truly possess it. According to Merriam-Webster, free will is a voluntary choice or decision or the freedom of humans to make choices that are not determined by prior causes or by divine intervention. The key word is choice. And if you are unclear on what a choice is, a choice is an act of choosing or care and selection. Any choice made about one's body should be handled by the individual. Just like we don't have to disclose our passwords, we don't have to disclose personal medical procedures. That is not government business. Every soul will answer for their sins one day. So ultimately, don't worry about the splinter in your neighbor's eye when you have a log in yours. And that's on, period. There are way more important things to worry about in this world than worrying about whether or not a woman is having sex. That's so weird. That is so weird. Men are never pressed this hard for their sexual freedom which should be covered by the First Amendment of the Constitution, but it isn't. In fact, there is nothing in our Constitution that expressly guarantees a right to sexual freedom. 
And this is partially the problem because sex is in human nature. It is completely natural for us to desire it. However, evangelical Christianity depicts sex as inherently sinful. And unfortunately, many of our conservative Republican leaders align with this ideology. But what about freedom of religion? Isn't this supposed to prevent any one religion from dominating the collective of America? Well, that's where it gets tricky. If 75% of all Americans are Christian and most of the leaders practice the dominating religion, obviously any idea that doesn't align with that religion will be grossly diminished. And I say that as a Christian. Freedom of religion is a constitutional right. If the leaders want to go back to how everything was originally supposed to be, we should have the right to practice any religion that we please. That being said, religion has little to do with women's free will. All women aren't Christians, so all women shouldn't be forced into the standard of purity and Christianity. You can't punish all for the actions of a few. I used to hate the teachers who revoked privileges from the whole class just because two childish people wanted to keep talking. Do women have free will or is that a right reserved only for men? According to our founding fathers, it's a men's only club. Free will is not as concrete as you would think. Everybody can't possibly do whatever they want whenever they feel like it. So this is where morality comes in. In actuality, several factors contribute to the decisions that you make. The following excerpt will discuss free will in more detail. Now, a word from our sponsor. If you're looking at your phone screen right now, please pull up the Instagram app and type in Iris the Camper, because that's me. Please follow that account. You can see the inside of the camper. You can see where I live. You can see my mom's backyard, JK. And you can see my doll. Also, if you're interested in empowering and shifting and thought-provoking art, please follow my professional page, Brianna L. Taylor underscore on Instagram, Brianna L. Taylor on Facebook. Thanks. Free will exists. Why can removing a tumor change a person's choice? Is it then possible that by altering brain chemistry or physical composition, we can completely change a person's beliefs, ideologies, and choices without the person being able to do anything about it? In more recent years, Lawyers have started using MRI scans to help plead the case of their clients. With neuroscientific research proving that brain tumors and malfunction cause them to commit their crimes, it's difficult to argue against it. Because if they did not have the freedom to choose to do something else, then why would you give them the heaviest punishment for actions they could do nothing about? Brian Dugan was facing execution in the state of Illinois after he pleaded guilty to murdering a 10-year-old girl. However. MRI scans revealed that he had mental malfunctions that affected his decision-making process. His lawyers pleaded with the court to spare him the capital punishment because, in reality, can we really say that it was his fault? 
If malfunctions in his brain caused him to do what he did, then he didn't have the free will to make a better decision. While he was on death row, his case continued to get argued and as a result, the state of Illinois abolished capital punishment. Some scientists who still want to cling on to the idea of free will argue that, while it's true that the subconscious makes decisions for the conscious, we still have the free will to shape the unconscious world. And on first glance, this makes a lot of sense. You can read a book and an idea gets into your subconscious. Then, in the face of a choice, the idea you've read floats back out of your subconscious, forming your conscious decision. However, there's a flaw in that idea. It's much like a paradox, because where then does the desire to change your subconscious by reading a book come from? Desire, much like choice, comes from the subconscious. So a conscious effort to shape your subconscious is actually a subconscious effort to change your subconscious. The biggest obstacle the idea of free will, or lack thereof, faces is morality. If morality is based on free will, and free will doesn't exist, then what happens to morality? What happens to every other man-made institution that has been designed around the idea of free will? When faced with questions like these, many people immediately fall into a trap of fatalism. Fatalism is the idea that we are completely powerless in the universe's game. People who think like this believe that since we are not completely in charge of our destiny, we're completely at its mercy. It's random and not up to us. Then they become a lot less happy and start slacking in their relationships. They stop trying to be good people or uphold any moral standards, and overall they start to have a lower sense of fulfillment in life. But we don't have to fall into that trap. The scientists who champion the idea of the absence of free will would rather explain it philosophically as determinism rather than fatalism. Determinism is the idea that all events are predetermined by existing causes. That everything that will happen can be explained through the clockwork laws of cause and effect. It doesn't mean that we are completely powerless and simply at the mercy of what's to come. It simply gives us a different way to look at everything that happens around us. According to the government of the United Kingdom, more than half the people in prison have a brain injury. Doesn't that tell a scary story? Understanding the true concept of free will will help us realize that those people are no different from us. They're not worse humans, and many times, they're just there because of a combination of bad events that were totally out of their control. If you're getting scared or confused right now, I totally get it. Even the scientists who have been studying this for decades have found it very disturbing. It's a difficult thing to wrap your head around, because it goes against everything society is built around. Free will is the basis of our society. It's what determines who is right and who is wrong, who gets the praise and who deserves to be punished. It tells us that a man who killed another man deserves to spend the rest of his life in prison, and that someone who works hard deserves to live a good life. And that's the fear of spreading the absence of free will message. Many scientists believe that if enough people are aware of this idea, it could literally end society as we know it. Because why would someone else risk his life to save another person if after he's done it, people will only say, well, he didn't decide himself to do it, so he doesn't deserve any praise. The reality is, praise and punishment are two huge factors that help influence our decisions. So if we remove them from our society, we pave the way for fewer good deeds and much worse ones. It's a strange dilemma to be in, because just a tiny less intelligence in your DNA, and you might not have made that one decision that changed your life. Know that you do not have free will, at least how you imagine it, and you're just lucky your mixture of atoms makes the right decisions. But immediately forget that. Forget everything I said for the past 10 minutes, and act like every decision is yours completely. Because only then will you be able to make the decisions 
that can truly change your life. It's your body, but we're going to tell you if you're allowed to carry a child or not. That don't, that's infringing on my free will. Because in my body, I can make my choices because it only affects me. me. I'm pro-humanity. I'm pro-human rights. And anti-abortion means you're anti the free will of women, which is half of your population. You can't be like anti-abortion and still be feeling like women have all their, their rights because they don't. This is infringing on that. I think minorities are more lenient towards the abortions just for the fact of all the rights we had taken from us. Yeah. We're more lenient and not wanting to see other people's rights taken from them. As I mean, women, men, anybody. But white people who never experienced any rights taken from them, they don't care. Right. Because they never experienced anybody taking their rights away from them. Exactly. So do women really have... The industry was like, you can't print, print pornography. Right. Supreme Court had a hard time defining what was pornography. Larry Flint fought it and said, you can't take away my right and my freedom of speech. This is how I choose to express myself with the um, Penthouse magazine. He won. That's why pornography is published now with no problem. Pornography is not mentioned in the Bible. Right, because it didn't exist. Pornography as a society, as an American society, we said it was wrong. Not we as in black people, but society said it was wrong. Why? Because they said nudity was wrong. Why? We all got human bodies. We all came in the world naked. That's just wrong. Showing your showing your genitalia because it's just for your pleasure. your spouse or like when it was put out it's just for pleasure. Okay, so you shouldn't be doing that just for pleasure, pleasing the flesh. You know what? That's probably why we don't have any amendment or anything that ex- that's explicitly for sexual freedom. Like we don't have the right to have sex with whatever or do whatever, or like freely indulge in whatever sexual content we want. That's not you know printed or in law or anything but it's like a gray area that nobody's really taking account because for the supreme court couldn't say what was pornography and what was not because some people see pornography as just like sexual acts and stuff like that and showing off the human body right showing off the human body can also be considered art, art. yeah so how do you define what's pornography and what's art you can't so, that's why they hate artists. Yeah. That's why they took it, taking art out the school because we challenged too many things in society. That's why artists could paint naked women. It's yeah. Art. It's not pornography. But you got a naked woman in this magazine and you calling this pornography. Why is this not art? Because printing, like, magazine is a form of... Of expression. Yeah. So therefore the Supreme Court said, well, we can't decide what's art, what's not pornography and what's not art. So... Yeah, you can print that now. So the reason the Supreme Court threw out that 50-year whatever thing is because they said there is nowhere in the Constitution that says that women have that right to make that decision for themselves. Well, somebody better put it in there. Why wasn't it already in there? Oh, Obama could have put it in there. Look at that. 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 Look at
put that in there. That house was full of Democrats when he was in office. Just change the Constitution, and it's not just the Democrats who will push. Because if you got more Republicans than you got Democrats, then they can block it. It's not just that simple. He probably did. He probably would have. So why do we have a president? Was in danger. What? It wasn't in danger when he was in office. Nobody was trying to change it, really. Why is it a problem now? Look who's in office. A peanut head that don't do nothing. He's just a figurehead. Why do we have a president? It's our constitutional right. To have one person governing over us, but not really because he don't do anything and it's all the Senate and the House of Representatives and he has no power, for real? Well, he has power. Joe Biden, is, he chooses not to express his presidential power. So you got presidents that were in office that choose to express their presidential power. Trump. Go head to head with the Senate in a minute and don't care. Bush was like that. Republican. Reagan was like that. Republican. Clinton was like that. Democrat. Democrat. Obama was like that. Democrat. Democrat. So you got to look at the president that's serving. Hmm. He's got no balls. I'm dead. You know, okay, so we got that one black dude who's a coon, right? I don't, oh my gosh. We was talking about that. Like when Kentaji, whatever, was like selected to, okay, we were talking about that in church. You know, she ain't really the first. We got clearance, whatever. I said, he don't count. He is a, because he is a coon. He does not represent black people. He is above us. He does count because she's the first black woman exactly court exactly i said first black woman so, you know what and he could have took it further don't comp count clarence thomas count thurgood marshall thurgood he the marshall first. he was the first thurgood marshall he gonna say something Cl- clarence thomas he don't count. count that man is uncle ruckus from the boondocks so he is a cool count, count thurgood marshall because he stood up for his people could pass anything by him. He fought. He fought his entire time serving, having to fight for what yeah, he felt was right. Was right for, for everybody. People, yeah, for his people, but other people. But yeah, he fought for his people. That man, Clarence Thomas, oh after God. the abortion thing was reversed, gonna say some. Now we need to go and reevaluate gay marriage, gay rights. How about? Some white senator dude was like, let's let's do Brown versus Board of Education. Let's do Plessy versus Ferguson. As a joke on Twitter after a senator. Oh, Jesus. After Roe v. Wade was overturned. Because Obama made a quote. Like, Obama tweeted. And he was like, you know, this is a sad day in American history. Like, da 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 Whatever. We got to move through this. And that dude retweeted and was like, now let's do Plessy versus Ferguson. Now let's look at Board versus, like, Brown versus Board of Education. I said, I know you a dang lie. And you said that big and loud on Twitter where everybody could see it and got no shame. They should have drug him from one end of Twitter to the other. What does that say? Like, what is our government based on? But see, that's what people should think about. If they do this now, they might go after Brown versus the Board of Education and tell every black person you are not allowed to go to school anymore. That's what I'm saying. Y'all need to teach y'all own schools. Y'all need to be segregated between these white kids like aren't we still like we got hbcus and pwi so segregation never ended people are just like more accepted to go other places but we still I think it's such a big thing when a black person gets accepted to yale right harvard to, to harvard yes that's a big deal because 
it's a primarily white, white institution, historically and white. And we're usually not accepted. But you know Even what? Black cadets graduate from the Citadel. It's a big thing. Yeah. Did you know that black women are the most educated group in America? I believe it. But we have it. the least amount of rights in this country. And the lowest paying jobs in this country. That don't make any sense. Because people don't look at our education first. They look at our color. I'm kind of glad you gave me this kind of race neutral name. <laughs> it kind of could go for anywhere. And my voice sounds different than black. Your name is kind of race neutral too. But it's my voice that catches them. Yeah. And then when they see me, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I saw, I didn't want to believe that for real, but I saw this video of this girl. She was like, you know, I got a doctorate degree. I have a whole portfolio on Indeed, and, like, I've been applying for all these opportunities, and I kept getting turned down. She said she went back into the settings, changed her race to white, and then instantly got call phone calls like the same day hours later got a phone call when in the past when she was like had her actual nationality on there she wouldn't get calls she'd get like rejection letters and all kinds of stuff like that but as soon as she flipped it phone calls the same day but we're not racist yes. this country ain't racist yes, it, it ain't never leave so what do you think where do we draw the line with free will That about does it for this week's episode. My apologies for the delay. I had to gather my thoughts because I feel like this generation, my generation, has lived through more historic events than any one group should. When I was four, 9-11 happened, then it was Hurricane Katrina, the recession, COVID, Black Lives Matter, aliens, and now this. What's next? Segregation? Again? We are in some crazy times right now, but keep your head up because I love you, God loves you, and Fanny loves you. Have a good day.